Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Travis Phillips, co-founder of Little Tree Labs. We talk about how Little Tree Labs went from a garage project to full CBD manufacturing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hey, Travis, thanks for joining today. Absolutely. Hey, Drew, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about Little Tree Labs. Yeah, so Little Tree Labs, we are a uh, farm-to-bottle operation operating out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. We manufacture wellness products that are mostly focused in the hemp space. Uh, Hemp in Tennessee is uh, the legal crop here, and that's what we work with. And we manufacture a wide range of products. You know, as I mentioned, we're kind of farm-to-bottle. The way we started our company is a little different than how we operate now as most companies are as they work through those first, you know, four or five years of of operation. But in general, we manufacture cannabis-based wellness products in various forms that are meant to help people in their daily lives. And so meant to either help with pain or sleep or anxiety and in an all-natural form, free from side effects and and um, so that is our overall goal is to manufacture these products in a way that provides the most effective experience for a user, something that will affect them in their daily lives. We found that our, our best customers are those who, who come back and buy our products every month or every couple months because it's something that they use in their, in their daily wellness routine and uh, helps uh, their, their lives overall. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your background. You know, funny enough, actually, I'm a uh, I'm from Panama City, Florida. Uh, I've been in Chattanooga for about 15 years now, but I'm actually a CPA, so I'm an an accountant by trade. I can't say that I'm an accountant by heart, as I've now uh, you know ventured more out of accounting and and into the world of entrepreneurship and and more specifically uh, Little Tree Labs and what we're doing here. But yeah, I spent the first uh, you know 12 years of my career doing accounting and and uh, whether that's private accounting or public accounting and and I grew up in a family business. And so between uh, growing up in a small family business and, and being on the CPA side, advising small businesses, I've really gotten to experience small business without necessarily being in small business most of my life. And so the transition was, was fairly easy for me. And it was great working with all the clients that I've worked with over the last uh, 15 years to uh, I've learned a lot from the people that you work with and in a number of different industries. And and it it all comes down to the same thing. Everybody's they found a passion. They work hard. They sacrifice for it. And, you know, accounting and tax stuff is usually the last thing that they're concerned with. But that's where I would step in and and help them. And you know, really from my CPA career is really what launched into starting Little Tree Labs. And and that's where I made some of my first connections in the industry and was introduced to some of the first folks in the area who were, who were going to give this industry a try. So it was through that previous experience in a totally different background that, that led me to where we are today. So, so how'd you make that jump from uh, accountant to uh, running a, a, a CBD farm and CBD shop? I've always been big into outdoors. I've always loved gardening. I've, I've always loved anything to do with plants. And I've also really always enjoyed processes and manufacturing processes. I've always loved working with my manufacturing clients and customers. And then uh, my family's small business growing up, it was all about process. And, and so it was somewhat natural 
but yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd been fulfilling my entrepreneurial itch by living vicariously through my clients over the, you know, for, for, you know, a, a decade or so. And, and I was part of a team that provided some free business mentoring to small business startups in the area. And so the firm I was with, we, we offered time a couple times a month where, where small businesses could sign up, come here, talk one-on-one with a CPA just to see what do I need to do to get my books up and running? What entity should I be? How, you know, all those basic questions that folks are trying to navigate as they're starting up their businesses. And, and so I'd done that for a couple of years and, and I saw someone come up on the list where it said they were opening a cannabis hemp CBD retail shop. And it was the first, I had not heard of CBD. I had heard of cannabis. I'd been, I'd watched every marijuana documentary that you could watch over the last 20 years. I'd always been extremely fascinated by the plant itself, by the properties, by the laws around it, and just the, the, you know, just the kind of the, the, the cultural and societal issues all around it. And so I thought I'm going to take this appointment because it, it's it's it seems intriguing, and so I went, and that's where I learned learned about CBD. And so I met with this guy, and I talked to him. He eventually hired me as has his accountant to kind of help him get started. And that's where I I went over to his store. I started learning about some of the products, and and this guy he he was focusing on Tennessee produced products for his store which there weren't very many at the time because this is back, this is 2018. This is uh, early 2018 when this, when this is happening. And so i had had that conversation with him, started working with him a little bit and, and started to be fascinated with the industry. But it was, it was spring 2018. I was still in the heat of tax season. And so I didn't have a ton of time to, uh, you know, really put much thought to it. But I thought, oh, this is so neat that this is finally coming around to this area and, you know, I've watched all these documentaries. I've seen, you know, seen how the industry's changed. And this is neat that this is happening here in the Southeast in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, so I had that relationship with him. And then oddly enough, I had somebody else, another client. He wasn't actually my client, but he was an associate's client that I stepped in to help with a projection around a uh, forestry related business. And so we were we were working through that project and the topic of hemp and growing hemp came up just because it was kind of a, a new buzz thing around town, but not many people were involved. And and so we worked through the his his forestry venture and and got his projections and financials put in place. And we set a time to meet the next week to go over those financials and he comes in and he plops down a giant stack of papers and documents and stuff and he said, All right. From our conversation about the hemp industry last week, I've now gone full speed into trying to understand what this is. And he said, so this this exact same projection that you did for me for this business, I want us to do this for this hemp business. And so there I was, CPA just got you know hired by a, a retail store. And then now a potential manufacturer was wanting to hire me to go out and research the industry and put together these financials and considerations for him. And so before I know it, I have a couple weeks of, of time where I'm working in my CPA career. That's all giving me information and leading me to ultimately make the decision to, to take the jump. Because what I learned from that entire process was nobody's figured it out. There was not a standard. There was not decades old set in stone ways to do it where 
You had to have X hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to get going. You had to have X qualifications. It when I when I spent that time researching the industry, I realized that everybody right now is starting on the ground floor. And if if everybody's starting on the ground floor, then that gives me at CPA a chance to compete with some of these folks who may have either been in the industry or been in similar industries. And so going through that process is what eventually led me to make the jump. On uh, As soon as tax season was over that spring 2018, I had lunch with one of a, a good friend of mine and you know, it was April 16th. Um, and so that's usually the day that all CPAs are reevaluating their life choices. And, you know, we kind of realized then that there's an opportunity here. But the opportunity at the time wasn't what it is now. The opportunity was, oh, we could possibly apply and get this grower's permit and grow a few plants. That would be kind of a fun, just extracurricular thing. I've always loved plants, gardening. I, I would love to grow this plant. And so I immediately turned my attention to try to get a license. And I realized that in the heat of tax season, I had missed the deadline to submit a for an application. And so in my mind, I'm like, OK, I'm still going to start pursuing this and researching and I'll wait till next year. And about a week later, the state op- reopens the application period for one more week. And that's one thing I found through this whole process is is like things just kind of happen. They fall into place. You know, it's not necessarily the way that you want to, but there's been a hundred things along the way over the last almost five years that could have either killed us or led us another way. And all those things seem to have always been leading to, to this thing. That was one of the first instances where it's like, oh, wow, you know, this, this, okay, this is, I don't have to wait a year. And so we, we, we got in our application and Tennessee is a great was a great state to get started in because there weren't a lot of barriers to entry. There there weren't huge licensing fees or strict regulation, and and the state kind of took a hands off approach of a of a wait and see, which I thought was very smart because you know they could they could have come in and tried to over regulate everything from the beginning, whereas you know they kind of had a hands off approach and it allowed us to get started, us little guys to get started, and so. Anyway, so that summer we grew some plants. I drove to Kentucky and bought, or uh, Kentucky border and bought some clones. There weren't genetics around. It wasn't something that you could go out and find. Um, you only had to work with specific genetics because you're working to try to have below 0.3% uh, Delta 9 THC in your finished product and, and in your final grow. And so you had to have specific genetics and and everything has since blossomed. But back in 2018, there weren't a lot of options to go find this stuff. And so, but we pieced it all together. And then I also had the opportunity to go visit someone who was already doing this and who had already been doing it since 2015. So three years earlier. And he was a connection through um, my retail store client. He was selling his products in his store. And I said, you know, can you make an introduction? I'd love to go up and just spend the day with this person and, and you know, ask questions. And so it was a Friday morning. I was supposed to head into the firm and I decided, hey, I'm going to go up to the farm. And so I drove two hours away and I just worked on his farm that day. And I did anything he asked me to do. I trimmed plants. I took out the trash. I followed around. I listened to 95% of everything he, he was he was talking about that day really ha- didn't have any relevance to what I was trying to learn but that you know that that 5% that I heard and saw was really 
was really gold. And it wasn't that I walked away from that day understanding how to do this stuff because I didn't. I'm, you know, I'm an accountant. I'm not a chemist. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, uh, a farmer. But what I did walk away from was realizing that this can be done at a small scale with very little capital outlay and you can get started. You can get going. There's not going to be a major financial hurdle to just get going. And so to me, that was just the biggest motivator after visiting his small operation, to which he's grown now, but at the time it was pretty small. And that's what the day summed up was that if this guy can do this, I can do this. That's really what started the process. So at that point, we really got serious. I told my firm, I said, hey, I'm taking this leap. I need to go to part-time or hourly. I have a family. I have two small children. I have you know, a wife. And the cards were not in my favor if you really just looked at what was stacked against me in terms of you know starting a business at that time. But also it was from my lens, it was I'm sitting here with all this information at the ground floor of a brand new industry and it's now or never. If I wait a year, it's done. I'm not going to be able to do it. And so, so we took the leap and I was able to hold on to some part-time CPA work to keep the bills paid. And as we started this process and I was able to convince um, another uh, CPA friend of mine to to come into the venture with me. And and so we had me and two other guys, actually, that were in this process. And and I was the one who quit my job and did the work. And the other guys provided some support in, in some different areas along with some work. And I spent the first two months in one of my partner's garages. We bought some equipment. It was funny. We, we were getting barrels of food grade ethanol and and um, all this lab equipment delivered to this small residential house and here in Chattanooga and, and the guy's pulling up on an 18 wheeler delivering this stuff like, you know, hey, what, what do you guys got going on? And then the very first test batch that we had, you know, we needed hemp material. We had to go through the process once we haven't even gone through the process yet to produce this extract that can then be put into products. And so it was such a long process to just even get to that point. But we ended up ordering a pound of hemp from a Kentucky farmer through UPS, and it got delivered to my partner's house at about eight o'clock in the afternoon, and just the whole porch reeked. We know his car, his, that, that delivery truck probably you know reeked of cannabis smell, and basically everything we were doing looked extremely shady. And you know, my wife and my friends and family are all looking at me like, what are, what are you doing? You know, because you, you were a CPA working at a firm downtown, you know, dressing up to go to work. And now you're ordering hemp from a, somebody in Kentucky and, you know, you're, you're working in a garage now. So, you know, people were worried. People certainly were worried. But, you know, that first year was just we knew that we could do it because we saw others doing it, although we didn't know how to do it yet. And there was not a how-to manual anywhere because there wasn't this wasn't a longstanding industry, especially in the southeast. And so there were so many ways to do things. And so every bit of the manufacturing process we had to figure out from scratch. We would get bits and pieces of info from others and the internet and trial and error. But eventually, you know, that first year we walked through that process. We figured out how to use all the machinery and actually go through the process of growing hemp, extracting the extract, and then manufacturing a usable product from that. And so that's what we, you know, once we got to that very first bottle of tincture, a tincture was our first product that we ever created. And in our minds, all we had to do was create this tincture and have a website and it was going to be a hit. 
But as with many things in the startup world and the first few, we were very naive in what it really takes to to get things going. And but that didn't necessarily you know slow down the optimism. And and we knew it was going to be painful, but we knew we would we would learn along the way. And so you know overall, that's how the you know that's how the CPA business led me into the hemp business, which was paired with some of my previous desire, you know, passions with, with plants and, and whatnot. And so, you know, that first year we started out, we were going to grow 10 plants before I know it. I had 200 plants in my residential backyard. Then we got through the end of growing and drying and storing the product. And it's like, well, now what do we do with it? Cause we looked around and there were no, there were no manufacturers around. There was no, nobody to take this product off of our hands. And so that's, you know, that's when we took a step back and we decided to make the venture into doing extractions and, and product making at, at that point. And so really that first eight months, it, you know, it took eight months of eight, nine months of, you know, working in a garage, doing every little thing that we could do as cheaply as possible. Cause we bootstrapped this operation. We've bootstrapped it to date. That's been a very important function of what has allowed us to stay alive, to be honest, because we were we were flying blind in the beginning we didn't have we didn't have any idea what we were doing and so by bootstrapping it ourselves we minimized the the mistakes along the way because we were working with our money we were working with our time and so we knew we could do it on a small scale and that was the goal is to just get it launched on a small scale and then see where we can grow from there that's what we were able to do in that first in that first eight nine months. I had a contractor client who had a space in in here in Chattanooga, and once we realized that we could do this thing, we moved out of the garage into a space, and it was in a bad part of town, but the price was right, and so we worked for the next year out of this space that had no heat and air. We were freezing in the winter, burning up in the summer, and we were in a bad area of town to a point to where I was held up by gunpoint by police in this area of town, having to show them my operation at one point, which was far different experience than anything I'd ever experienced in public accounting. But going through that, going through all those processes, driving hundreds of pounds of hemp across state lines without any understanding of what consequences might be, operating in a bad part of town, you know, we, we kind of worked through all of that and and found a, a small level of success. And then also some of the regulations started to form around us to where we needed some food grade operations. And so that's where we moved three years ago to the space we're in now so that we could build out all of our operate, you know, manufacturing practices to where everything can be food grade inspected by, uh, you know, health department and department of agriculture and, and whatnot. And so, you know, all in all, there's so many little stories along the way and so many little things that, that we don't have time to discuss today, but all of those little things and little events along the way, you know, any one of them could have been a make or break for us. But, you know, that first year, what really ignited the passion and said, okay, you know, this is something we're going to do is we started hearing customer feedback. You know, we started here, we started producing a handful of products and it was, you know, again, it's me, I'm an accountant. I'm not, you know, I'm not a chemist. And so, you know, but we we were able to formulate a few different products and and get it to market and have some customers try it. And once we started hearing the testimonials of how it's helping improve somebody's daily life, that's when it's like, okay, wow, this is worth doing. This is worth pursuing. 
the cannabis industry is kind of like the restaurant industry or construction industry in that it seems like about 90, 95% of folks fail in the first few years. We had a lot of competitors come into the space, you know, from 2018 to 2020 and all with different strategies. Some came in with millions of dollars of investment. Usually the ones that went biggest, the fastest fell hardest, the fastest. And that's what we saw because because again, we were flying blind. Everybody in the whole industry were basing all pricing on on just best guesses and nothing was actual usable information. And so that was one thing that differentiated us from, from our competitors was that we bootstrapped it. We stayed small. We tried to be successful at some of the things that we could do on a small scale before we went bigger so that we could minimize our mistakes. We definitely made stake mistakes along the way, but if we would have had millions of dollars at our disposal, those mistakes would have been a lot bigger. And so so it was it was a, uh, a a good scenario for us overall. But in general, now now you know, fast forward, we're about to start our fifth year of operations. We've now developed at least a couple dozen different products, and we we also we do manufacturing, you know, farm to bottle manufacture. We do less farming now because a lot of folks had started the farming at around the same time, and so we utilize some really great local relationships where we can where we can get our hemp biomass from. And so we turned full into just the manufacturing and and um, distribution aspect of what we're doing, that end product. And so we manufacture the Little Tree brand, and we've also done white label manufacturing for about a dozen other companies. And we have a couple other brands, but the Little Tree brand is kind of the flagstone brand here for us. Awesome. Well, I think that you guys definitely built this business almost like the hard way, right? You had to kind of fight for every inch of it. What advice would you give to someone who is like looking to get into the CBD industry right now? Yeah, I mean the the uh, the CBD's industry is tough. There's a lot of novelty out there, and and the biggest thing is doing something that you can do, thinking through every step of the way. I re- you know, really planning it all out, planning it all out. You know, at this point, there's people who've been doing it for a few years, so you can talk to folks and get some ideas and. But really planning through every step of that process and focusing specifically on what most of your customers want. There's so many novelty little CBD products out there that at the end of the day aren't really developed in a way that are helping that customer. Either they've been developed for price, they've been developed for taste, or they've been developed for some other novelty type purpose where we have found success is kind of how we've formulated our products and how we've what we've stuck to all along is that effectiveness is going to be our number one consideration with our products. We're not going to put out a product if we don't think it's effective. And so that's where we utilize our whole extract full spectrum in most of our little tree branded products which we've found our customers to say that is the most effective form of CBD that they've used because it's like utilizing a, a whole hemp extract that contains so much more than just CBD. And there's more than we even know as, as a society yet in terms of all the various compounds that are in that extract. You know, it comes out uh, that, you know, when you extract hemp, utilize we use food grade ethanol because we found that that, that extracts a, you know, as, as, from on a commercial scale, as many of the usable compounds in that hemp plant as, as we can get. And, you know, it comes out this molasses looking extract and, and it's got a hemp taste to it, but it also works better than further distilled products that are 
isolating just maybe one cannabinoid or two or three cannabinoids. Whereas, you know, the, this, this whole extract approach utilizes dozens of various plant compounds in, in, in that hemp plant. And so it's, it's, I always like to, to view it more as closer to like a whole food, you know, when you think of a whole food or a, you know, even a multivitamin, you can go to the vitamin store, you can buy vitamin A, or you can get a, a multivitamin and, in you know, in, in, in vitamin, you know, in, in that scenario, the CBD is kind of like that isolated compound. You can either use products that have these isolated compounds, or you can use products that utilize a whole extract that, that in, in, at the end of the day, um, work better, um, together when you have all those compounds together, as opposed to just the one isolated compound, you know, the CBD or the THC. Well, um, before we wrap this up, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug your company and tell everyone how to find you. I I appreciate everybody for listening today. There's so, there's so many more stories to really, you know, put out there, but, uh, don't have enough time to cover them today, but please come find us at littletreelabs.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, searching for Little Tree Labs. But yeah, littletreelabs.com. We're in a handful of um, stores around the Chattanooga area, and we're increasing our our retail footprint. We found that people do still like to buy these products in person at a retail store. And so we've been utilizing e-commerce. We've shipped to all 50 states. We've shipped to multiple countries and so wherever you are in the United States, you can go to littletreelabs.com and we can ship you a product. And if you're in the Chattanooga area, come see us and, and uh, we'll be happy to show you around. Awesome. Thanks, Travis. It was great talking to you today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.